Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Objects in the Mirror. That's right, Objects in the Mirror, the podcast that asks the question, as it concerns the racial history in our country, are the objects in the mirror closer than they appear or not? It's so good to be back with you. I know it's been a little break, but we're going to continue where we left off. This is part B of our conversation with Uncle Dale. My Aunt Betty chimes in as well. I hope you really enjoy Objects in the Mirror, Episode 3, Part B. So, Aunt Betty, um... You know, did, did you, when you when you were coming along, did they they had? I know you went to a separate school, so at restaurant at places they would have they still had separate bathrooms and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do um, were there any you know rules as far as that you got handed down from either older siblings or older or parents to say you know don't go to this town or. This is how you need to act when you're around, you know, certain people or anything like that. Any social rules that they wanted to make sure that you follow to, you know, for you to be safe or anything like that? Around like people? Yeah. No, because we work with them. You work with them? Yeah. yeah. So you, so from you, you think your experience of, of working with them and that relationship building... You think he just kind of helped your help your experience overall? I think so because, yeah. like I said before, we just didn't see that. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, he, um, you know, he go to Blanger store. They gave him credit, you know, mm-hmm. and they just worked well with him. Now, what was saying, what was said behind him, we don't know. No. But as far as we can see, as I could see as a child, you know, <laughs> had a good relationship. Yeah. So I have to remember that this area wasn't as bad as deep south, like Alabama, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They just weren't like that. Yeah. You know. So from your experience, you, you were you were taught specifically by your parents to, you know. It seems like to just, you know, love people regardless or to interact with people regardless of well, yeah. the the color of their skin mm-hmm. and Yeah. You know, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie theater. Now there was a movie theater in Norella. Oh gosh, which is still there. They reopened it. But years ago, we would go to the movies and I think it was ten cents. They had an upstairs and a downstairs. And we, the blacks had to sit upstairs, mm. and the whites had to sit downstairs. And we went to the movies, and it was, you know, it was it was okay. Yeah. We didn't have a problem with that. You just had to sit separately. That's it. And then, then it didn't bother us. Mm-hmm. We were glad to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. But that's kids, you know as well as I do, kids don't really see color. They really don't, you know. And you're not really, you don't really, until you're faced with a situation, that's when you really can see it, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you're not faced with it, you can put, you can put two, three kids in a room, four kids in a room. One could be black, one could be Chinese, one could be white, one could be Mexican, and they'll never know what color they are. 
if they're five, age five, four or five years old, they'll never know. Mm. Because that's that's the way it is. That's why you say you put you let kids just let kids be kids, and they'll they'll never they'll never just they'll never see that you're a different color than I am. Because they're colorblind when it comes to that. Kids are until they're taught, and once they're once they're taught, then you know, then you see it. Do you think your your experience at the integrated school and you know the things that you had to deal with, but still remain focused? You know, I'm pretty sure. Again, maybe not a whole bunch of big things to make it through that football season, but a lot of little things that can build up and say, you know, I don't even want to be around this anymore. But you think your experience at the integrated school and just having to maintain focus or still, you know, try to get to that prize regardless of the things that can kind of get you off focus and some of the obstacles that you, you encountered, you think it helped you? Oh, yeah. I think it helped me a lot because it gave me a better insight on people. You know, if you if you grow up around people, you understand the people you grew up around, grew up around and be with all the time. And I had all my friends. I would, I couldn't wait to get back over to the black school. You know, after school was out or whatever, if there was something going on at the black school, I'm there because those are the people I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Even though the, being at the white school, it was a challenge, really, mm-hmm. but it gave me a better insight on, you know, how to deal with people of different races mm-hmm. and I can I can give you an answer that where we were in the gym doing lunch lunch time and we were playing basketball you know just playing shoot playing shoot around basketball and uh of course one of the white guys Melvin Taylor I never forget Melvin Taylor he was on the football team running back you know I would say one of the strongest guys you probably want to run into you know but he um him and I got in a little confrontation you know and he called me out of my name, and that was the wrong thing for him to do. And, of course, you know, I wiped, wiped the gym flow with him, you know. <laughs> not saying that I was – not saying that I was – but he had no idea I was really good with my fist, you know. So so people people were shocked that I, you know, I was able to take care of him that quick, you know. And after that, after that, we him and I became best friends yeah. at school. And then some of the other white guys said, well, you know – they said, well, you know what? This guy took care of Melvin. Melvin he, he, he must know something. We've been not messing with him. <laughs> and those guys, were, they became, they all, we kind of became friends, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we had to go talk to the coach because we got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And the coach, Coach Morrison, i never forget, Coach Morrison asked us what happened and everything. And he said, okay, guys, you know, go back to class and don't do that again, you know. And we were friends from that point on, you know. Mm-hmm. And the coach, the coach, football coach Morrison, to give you a little history on him. He came from T.C. Williams oh, in, wow. in Virginia. Wow. Where, where Coach Bone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you know the, the, the story, remember yeah, the Titans? That's mm-hmm. where he came from. Okay. Of course, I didn't know that two years later. Wow. And we became kind of good friends when I left, graduated, and, and I would come back. I would stay in touch with him, you know, and we'd get together and have lunch sometime. And he passed away maybe about three or four years ago. Okay. You know, but great, great guy, great coach, you know, and uh, – that kind of, you know, when he, we talked about where he came from, I said, that's where you came from? Wow. And then it was it was interesting, you know. Wow. But but like I said, getting back to and that, that experience, it's a good experience to have because you can really find out what people really like mm-hmm. when you have to when you have to mingle with those people on a day day to day basis. 
which we didn't have to when we were growing up. We, you know, we kind of stayed to our own, you know. But like Betty said, when they worked in, in the, in, on the farm with them in tobacco stuff, you know, they had a good relationship, you know. And I know some of those people over there, they, they crazy about the Collins, you know. You know, so, you know, uh, that was that, that kind of started years ago and it's still here today, you know. Did you face any resentment from the black community for choosing to go to the to the white school? I, I did, you know, I, I did because I know some of some of my friends were saying, Man, well, you who you think you are, you know, going over to the white school? What that that, that don't make you no better than nobody else. And I didn't think it did. I just I thought I was doing the right thing for myself. Mm -hmm. But if I if I'd have known it was gonna be that difficult, I'd have stayed mm -hmm. to the black school. Gotcha. But once I made that choice, my mom said, if you want to go, you can go. You don't have to. I said, I think, I, I think I'll go, you know. But if I, like I said, if I knew it was going to be as difficult as it was, I'd have stayed, you know, and graduated with, you know, with and the kids. And when you say difficult, you just mean just everyday things yeah, that you have just, to deal with. Yeah, just to deal with, not only deal with the, the, the students, but deal with the teachers. Because some of the teachers were, were, were devastating, was hard on us, you know. They were hard on us, you know. And, and they would just pick on you. You know, just for no reason. I ask you questions that you know you could probably couldn't answer. And I just wouldn't say nothing. They asked me questions. I wouldn't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Especially my French teacher. She was an old teacher, old lady. And it seemed like she just picked on me mm -hmm. for no reason at all. And I just stood there with my head, put my head down and wouldn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but like I said, it, it was a, it was, the first year was very tough. And the second year wasn't as tough because got kind of got kind of acclimated to what was going on. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it wasn't as difficult that last year, you know. And like I said, some of the, some of the kids that I graduated with, you know, I still stay in touch with today, you know. So, which is, which is good, you know. So, um, do you think, well, okay, I, my, my goal, I think, is to call, I, I want to title this this whole series called um, called Objects in the Mirror, because, you know, you look through your side mirror and it's objects in the mirror closer than they appear. So, you would say, many, you have some that'll say, okay, and I probably fall in the category of that. But just because of the the circles I find myself in, that the objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Like, you know, the '60s, you know, relatively to history, it's just not that long ago, you know. Um, but whereas, but when I find myself having conversations um, with those from generations, you know, above me, I realize, okay, some things are a little bit further away than what I think they are. So I guess I want to ask you, you know. Um, what do you feel we are as it concerns race, race relations from the time that you grew up and, and now you've you've gone, you grew up here, you went away, you've come back in this area. So you can speak generally in this area and then speak, you know, more, I guess, nationally and more globally. Um, but but where do you has there has progress been made uh, or, or how do you feel? Is it different from when you were coming along and things were, you know, a lot more overt? Yeah, I think progress has been made. Uh, a lot of progress, a lot of progress has been made from the time that I left here in 1968 
up to this point, yes. But you also have to understand that where have I been? Okay? Mm -hmm. Where have I been? I remember I remember Greg Greg Cutler making a making a making a statement. And the statement he made was Do you do you put the gear shift in drive or do you keep it in neutral? Because if you keep it in neutral, you you're not going anywhere. You put it in drive, you move forward. So I, I say, I say, I say that to say progress has been made from the time I left to this point. We've made a lot of progress in 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 this country, but we we have to be extremely careful because sometimes you can you can go back a little bit if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. You have to be, be be mindful of what. Is going on around you, and 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 you as an individual, every every person has to pretty much check their their selves and see where they want to go in life, and you know basically the the this world has changed a lot from the time we grew up to this point, and it's it's technology, it's technology. When we were growing up, it was more, you know rule there was factories and there was you know you know you didn't have the technology you have now so the jobs were here you know we could make the money but now technology has changed and I went away and I went in the military and I went to work for the government after I graduated after I retired from the military I went to school kind of you know plugged along to try to get my degree and I finally got my degree at the age 50. You know, I got my degree, but that was one of my goals to get a degree because I knew just talking to people that I work with and I work for, they said, well, you know, you can get to a certain point with a high school education. And even as with military experience, you still can get to a certain point in this company or even in the government. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> but to, to really get to where you want to get to, if you want to get there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're going to have to. You're going to have to get that piece of paper. And that's what my boss would always say, you know, it doesn't hurt to have that 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 certificate, uh, that diploma that says you have a, a, a bachelor's degree in management or whatever, science or what, because then they can't stop you. They they can they can put a they can put they can they can put a cap on you if you don't have those things mm-hmm. and say, Well, we can't give you we can't pay you sixty thousand dollars a year because you only have a high school diploma. You don't even have any type of training certificates, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I learned early on in the military that I'm just gonna kind of take courses here and there until I get to a point where I can get get in a program where I have enough credits, which is almost two years. I get in a program where I can finish my degree in 18 months or something. That's what I did basically. And uh, when I got my degree, I sent a copy to copy to my to my company that I work for as a government contractor. And my next review, my salary went from here to here, mm-hmm. and then that point, from that point on, I just kind of went yeah. went on up. So I knew it was a good move to make, but I had people telling me, giving me good advice, saying, you know, this is what, and that's, and I took that advice and tried to pass it on to people that worked for me, young blacks, young whites, and say, look, this is what you need to do if you want to really do well mm-hmm. uh, in life. Period. You know, because 
people, you may have some people that can give you things, but you may be that select few. But the majority won't have that with somebody that says, okay, I know, I know this person, so we can get you a job because I know this is this person knows my dad or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of people don't know, don't have that luxury. So you, so you, you work hard. You you do what is necessary to get where you want to get. And that's what that's basically what I did. And like I said, you know, <clears throat> it things have changed a lot, and it's it's a lot better. Because really, there was a time, and you you may not know this, because you're probably too young. There was a time where you weren't allowed to do certain things because of your skin color. But now, life has it where they don't look at, they look at color, but they don't look at color. They look at whether you qualify. And a lot of times you qualify, and it doesn't matter where you qualify, you still might not get that job but the thing is once you get once you get that education and the knowledge they can't take that from you so it can take you a long long ways and they say knowledge knowledge is what this is there's a term they use it's a terrible thing to waste i think that's yeah yeah so the mind's a terrible thing to waste so once you get that you got it so you can go you can go as far as you want to go and I say that to say this, that over the years, things has, things has gotten a lot better, but you still got to be mindful because people are so smart now. They have ways of getting you and you don't know you got. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They have ways of, of doing things to you without you really knowing until years down the road, uh, uh, months down the road. So, wow, that's... Kind of like uh, your your basic training experience. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 what you call hidden racism, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's still here. It's not as as blatant, but it, it really is still here. And um, you just have to kind of stay focused on you know God and not let that you know because the thing about me is I don't I I, I don't know I guess I kind of grew up. I don't, I don't let stuff like that bother me, mm-hmm. you know, because there's always going to be somebody that don't like somebody, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm one of those people that I, I don't, I can't dislike nobody for some reason. I don't know if that's something my parents kind of instilled in me, but I, I don't know. I just don't have a main bone in my body mm-hmm. that I know of, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, we, we come a long ways, and we still got some ways to go, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes people can, people in certain positions can cause things that you know, to to kind of reopen people that, that was hidden mm-hmm. and certain things can bring things out of you that that was in you and you may have known it was in you, just that it took this to bring it out. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so we still have that to deal with, you know, gotcha. in, in this day and age, you know. What do you think? Um, as for racism has gotten better, well, or race relations in general? Well, within the last, I say, when President Obama became president, it seemed like it was better. But then once he became president, then all these ugly things began to happen. And, and then they showed just how bad the race, racism is, mm-hmm. like the killing of the 
Trayvon Martin and all those other guys that, you know, for for no reason they just shoot them. So I think it's it was it was better, but now we see how the hidden things were still there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh one of my good friends doing. During the Obama era, we we both were just like, you know, we always he's like, just wait, like it, it's it's about the it's all about to come out of the woodworks. Like we we never we never thought that things were really really better. Yeah, but you know, no, no, no. we we thought they were worse than what they appeared to be, mm-hmm. and that Obama getting elected was going to show, it, like. People, people were going to start showing, which they did. Yeah, and and, and, and there were just a first a, a select select group of those people, mm-hmm. but the majority of the people really came together when he when he got elected because you could see it all over, all over the world how happy the people were and how you could see tears in their eyes. We're talking about white people and black people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 were so excited. I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know someone yeah. who. Didn't vote for him because uh, because they're Republican, right? But cried tears of joy when he was elected. Yeah, yeah there was so many because people, so many people did that. So he 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 was like he couldn't believe yeah. that it happened. Like exactly. he, yeah. that that yeah. we would ever see a, a yeah. black. Yeah, no, it was for joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he tied, He cried tears of joy even though yeah. he didn't vote for him from a from just policy standpoint. Right. He was, he, 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 yeah, he, he was joyful. There was there were so many people, so many people all around this United States and around the world that was so excited and so happy that he got elected. Not not so much because he was black. Mm-hmm. The man was smart. Mm-hmm. The man was intelligent. The man ran a great campaign. That's what he did. And you know, I'm glad my mom got to see it, and some of you know my aunts and uncles got to see that before they passed. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for checking us out, Objects in the Mirror. I really enjoyed bringing these stories to you. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that I had with Uncle Darren and Betty. hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Remember, if you like this, follow us on Twitter at OITM Podcast. That's at OITM Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher. If you like what we're doing, like, subscribe, share. Share with your family and friends and tell them to do the same. Leave us comments. Have discussions about it. I hope you enjoy it, and I look forward to get you more content content in 2019. Take care.